This is the Office Manager Diaries, a podcast all about the highs and the lows of professionals in office management around the world. We'll delve into their career journeys and diaries where they'll share their stories, tips for success and only things office managers understand. Enjoy and please remember to give us a follow. Hello everybody, it's Hannah Gray, the host of The Office Manager Diaries here and we are back for season two in 2024. Really excited to have you here with us and I am delighted as always to welcome our next guest, Chloe Curran, who is the owner of the Office Manager Academy and Pro Office Manager all the way from Paris across the pond as we say. Chloe, lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Anna. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here as well. It's great to have you here and another international office manager, which we're, we're keen to keep expanding on. So thank you for giving up your time to be with us. Chloe, can you start, please, by telling us a little bit about yourself and your career to date? Yes, of course. I've I've started as a as an assistant. A long time ago, in the late 80s, um, I started as, um, as an assistant um, in the industry and also in the services. And then about 15 years ago, I wanted to go on as a freelance. Uh, and uh, I introduced myself, actually, as an office manager. I, I can't remember. I, 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 I fell into it, actually, as I heard on your podcast, the expression, I fell into it. But I can't remember, unfortunately, how I fell into it, how the word office manager came to me. I'm, I'm sometimes sad about it because I don't remember. But uh, I really introduced myself in the company because at the time, the office manager um, function was absolutely unknown in France. When you when you did tell them I'm an office manager, okay, what is an office manager? What is, so it was I was a pioneer actually, um, and um, and so I started as a freelance office manager, and on the same in the same time I I wanted to promote the function. Um, on the one hand, uh, speaking to the to the managers, and um, introduce other office managers to them, or also as a trainer on creating I created training programs and uh, mentorship so that that were my two my two businesses since 15 years now wow and it's interesting that you say about being this pioneer and I suppose trying to get people to understand what an office manager does so what what kind of time frame was that how long ago was it that office manager was as you say unheard of in France and how did you go about pioneering that role and that profession but also educating people on what that role does um actually i like challenges so so i'm okay to start with new challenges but it was known that office manager was an english name an english function brought to france and uh, it was starting to be known as a um as working in companies, um, not as a freelance. I was one of the first person in, in do, doing it in freelance. And um, yeah, it took some time. Still today, it's not. It's still not well known. That's the main, that, that's the key reason why I'm fighting on this and when I, why I want to, to go on because I hear a lot of complaints everywhere. And uh, so I, I, I want to hear people that people hear, hear my voice actually. Yeah, and and get the role on the map, right? And it seems it seems to have happened much more. Like I'm the same as you. Years and years ago, office manager just wasn't really a thing. It was, you know, like I think I've said in a previous podcast or somewhere that I used to be branch secretary, so that was my name as in yes. a branch of an estate agent. But I was doing office management, and it is it is that educational piece and trying to get people to understand just what the role is but also the value yeah, that exactly. the role brings mm, 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 mm. yeah and also that no there's no function that is under the other I mean there's no scale I mean being an assistant is as uh, as powerful as being an office manager and it, it needs qualities for one and qualities for the other so it depends really on what you want to do and where you feel um, happy where you feel uh, powerful and um and you're good in your well-being area i don't know how you say it in english in in french we like say fulfilled. yeah exactly no yeah I mean, fulfilled you know or... you have comfort zone and comfort zone and the other yeah. uncomfort un zone i don't know how you say it in english yeah. But, um, yeah yeah why why do you have to go to places where you don't feel at ease i mean 
to missions and tasks where you don't feel at ease. Um, Pushing yourself to outside be, yeah. of it. I mean, being an assistant for me, being a PA is very... I admire people now being a PA and uh, because for me, uh, I don't have patience. And I don't, but I have patience on other fields in office management. But okay, it's completely different. So <laughs> there's place for everybody. So yeah, exactly. You've got to find what's right for you, haven't yeah, you? And, and yeah, how exactly. you get satisfaction at the end of the day and so on. And yeah, so forth it's important. Different. It's really yeah. important. I mean, we are spending a lot of time at work. So yeah, exactly. And what sort of things now, 15 years in into having your freelance career, fall into a typical day for you? What sort of tasks are you are you doing and how do you structure that? How do you structure your days? Well, I'm my favorite uh, my favorite I, I I'm used to say that there's no typical day for an office manager, but but still, um I would say my typical week. It's it's more convenient because the day you you never know starting one day how it's going to go. But typical week is I'm going to work for customers and as a as a as an office manager, not all the time, but I'm going to meet the teams and to spend the day in the office. But also I'm doing it part of the job re- remote, um, and um, so that is a day where I I help as an office manager as a financial manager, and then. Uh, also, I'm doing my training. I'm spending time on 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 preparing, selling, and organizing my trainings, and uh, also uh, performing the training. So that's roughly half of my time. And uh, I still have two customers as a, as an office manager. Yeah, I'm working for small companies because in in I like I like the role of the office manager in small companies where you don't have an HR manager, where you don't have a finance manager, where you, you don't have anything. You only have the boss. Sometimes working with an associate, so there are sometimes two, and then you are and then you have the office manager just just aside from them, on top of all the team. Um, and um, so I'm doing um, I'm 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 having a role on in the HR. Uh, onboarding, outboarding, uh, answering all the questions of the of people, salary issues, the payment, the well, all around the HR. Um, also, of course, on all what is about purchasing, purchase, uh, suppliers, management. Um, in small companies, we've got really a, a prescription role, means we are preparing everything and we are nearly the one who chooses the, the supplier. Um, and then uh, I'm also, uh, let me think, uh, yeah, also invoicing, customer invoicing, very important, um, getting the money in also, um, facing customers, I'm very, I'm very good at that. So um, <laughs> that's one of my, uh, of my specialities, I'm, I'm uh, chasing customers. Um, and also I'm working on different projects, like um, implementing new processes. Um trying to get things uh, going fluently, um, easily. So um, it can be a project like um, um, implementing a new database, implementing new tools. Um, there's a lot of things, actually. When you're an office manager in a small company, it's really a wide range of uh, intervention. Yeah, it takes you to so many different... Like The smaller the company is, you're right, the more remit and responsibility you have and the more visible you are exactly as well um the more accountable you have to be you find the same exactly really accountable is very important um because we take a lot of decisions actually we got some responsibilities we also follow up the budget for the company we follow all what's about finance um yeah following budget following uh, expenses etc etc so yeah we've got quite a role and alert saying oh the budget is over we need to talk we need to sit what are we doing so and i'm and that's why we need to be really sometimes we need to put a little bit of pressure (laughs) yeah and so with all of that the two different companies plus your own work like the training you've Mm -hmm. talked about already as well how do you structure that how do you start the week off and think right this is what i need to do how do you prioritize and plan um, I have blocked um, um, time periods for my for my customers. So, uh, for instance, uh, uh, actually now uh, I work. I can work every Tuesday for one of my customer. I can work every whatever Wednesday for one of my customer. I'm keeping the Friday for emergencies. I don't block anything, but I, I'm keeping it to get a bit of a 
to play about. Uh, on Monday, I'm usually doing usually doing my administration, my own administration. I'm doing I'm keeping on with my all my training administration. It's in France. It takes a lot of time. I don't know in the UK, but in France, it's uh, horrible. And then um, I'm also otherwise sometimes I move my my schedule because there's some emergency, some work to do for my customers. So I'm quite used to move all the time. My uh, and I've got a very good uh, clock. Um, I've, I've got a very good utility tool to count my time. So in the middle of the, of the day, I can start the counter uh, and I start counting time. And then when I'm finished, I, I click stop and then that's it. So I can yeah. really, really know how much time I, I spend on, on any task. Yeah, which is really important because then you can manage your work again based on how long it's taken you and understand expectations exactly you know take the pressure off let people know how long things are taking you so that they'll know when they're going to get things really good idea what is that tool uh clockify the name of the tool it's free it's free and it's very easy to use um you can uh, you can um, set up projects set up different customers set up anything you want and at the end of the month, you get a, a dashboard. You get a dashboard. Uh, you can see what you're doing. At the end of the month, you can um, export things uh, for your customers, for your project management. Management. It's it's really nice. I was really bad on uh, on uh, spending how much time um, I'm. Sp I was spending some too much time and not invoicing it to my customers. So I say, okay, I need now to really get uh, this in yeah. order. <laughs> Because every like second of an email counts, doesn't it? I mean, I work on exactly. the same basis as some of mine and it, it does count. I use one called Freely, just in case anyone wants. I don't think it's quite as sophisticated as Clockify, but it does what I need it to do. And, yeah. and that's fine. But um, yeah, I don't think you can get the reports that you've mentioned, Chloe, there. But yeah, it's it's you've got to be aware, even if you're not working mm -hmm. for clients, you're just working as an office manager. Exactly. Doing sort of what I call time and motion studies and watches so you understand how long things take you is really important. It's a good good thing to have in your arsenal so you can then manage expectations and manage your own and take that pressure off thinking, oh, I'm going to get all of this done today. And actually it's just unrealistic yeah. because it's not going to happen. A quick message from our sponsors, the very first sponsors for the Office Manager Diaries podcast. As an office manager, you're likely really familiar with the challenges of organizing employee birthday gifts. Individually arranging gifts for every birthday on top of everything else on your to-do list can be extremely time consuming, not to mention the lingering fear of overlooking someone's special day. If this sounds familiar, then you'll be excited to know that there is a solution out there for you. Introducing automated gifting from CakeDrop. CakeDrop's automated employee gifting solution lets you schedule and automate your employee birthday gifting in one easy to use platform that now integrates with over 50 HR systems, including HiBob, Charlie HR and Bamboo. Simply set up a cake drop birthday plan in a few clicks and your employees will receive a delicious branded treat. Trust me, they are so delicious. I've had many cake drop cakes, um, fortunately, in my time in this company and they are incredible. Get that treat delivered directly to their doorstep on their birthday, wherever they are in the UK. And if you have new starters, leavers or employees that move home, you don't have to do a thing. Your birthday plan with CakeDrop will be updated automatically when you update your HR system. So if you want to save precious time and ensure that no birthday goes uncelebrated, check out automated employee gifting with CakeDrop. Get started with gifts from just £16 per employee. Visit their website www.cakedrop.london and use code THEOMD when booking. Thanks to CakeDrop for sponsoring this episode. So you share loads of useful tips and insights, particularly on LinkedIn, where we're connected yes. into the profession. And you're clearly very passionate about the office management role. I've noticed this acronym come up quite a lot in your post, which is RAF. What is this? Can you expand on that for us, please? Yes, of course. RAF is in French is Responsable Administratif Financier, which is in English Financial and Administration, administration Manager, I would say. Um, and so it's we used to say that the office manager is an is a function in between 
I would say super assistant and uh, and uh, finance and administrative manager administration manager. If you are this this if you are administration manager, then you got a bit more responsibilities on finance on manage on management of a lot of things, especially because the F for finance is introduced. So you got a role in in. Um, in uh, monitoring financial figures in the company you're not a financial manager it's it's one one level up but you're still uh, having a role you're not in france you also got you also got financial director which is not my role my role is only responsible <laughs> uh, which is a little bit different i don't know if you get the difference but um i yeah. don't do financial analysis like top analysis but i can i i'm married to produce dashboards Mm. Um, where data is really accurate and useful. Uh, I know how a company is working and I know the, the, the key KPI, actually, KPI. So mm -hmm. I can adapt uh, the boards to the dashboards to the KPI of the company I'm working in. Um, yeah. And that's our role as a, yeah. Yeah. Now, I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's very true because even if you're not looking after like what we would say, all the taxes and the corporation you know, company returns and all the things that need to go on there from an accountancy perspective, mm -hmm. you're right, because office managers are often buying so much for the company in terms of supplies and service providers from stationery and pens to, um, is it Le Biro? Is that how you say pen in French? Le Biro? Uh, maybe I've got that Le wrong. Stilo. Le Stilo. Pen. Stilo. Oh, Stilo, oh, yeah. It was yeah. one of the, yeah, yes, Le, yes. Le Stilo. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's so much that we do in that regard and opportunities where we're in control of what goes out, but also what can be saved. Um, so I think you're yeah. right. There is a big element of finance in our roles that's not always recognized. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was um, I was uh, I, I've started a mission one month ago uh, in a company where I was actually um, hired as financial uh, uh, and administration manager. And I was, and one of my role is really cost control, is really telling them uh, on that area you're spending too much money, and that, and they didn't have any dashboard saying, uh, I mean, profit and loss. You know, you're working on profit and loss, and they didn't have this figure in front of them. So my role is to put, put these figures in front of their eyes and say, look, this month you you are losing money, this month you are earning money. What can we do? On what budget we can? Uh, yeah, yeah, really key. And I saw one point in your post in particular that you, you touched on a, a little while ago about the assistant role. So this one talked about, you know, EAs, PAs, executive and personal assistant roles or assistant roles in general versus the office manager role. Tell us a bit more on that post, please, and, and where where you kind of were coming from with it. Um, I'm not sure if I remember the post, but what I can tell you is, yeah, uh, it's actually quite easy. Um, uh, in in assistant, you got the word assist, and in manage in office manager, you got the word manage. Um, you got the, so the office manager has a manager role, uh, while an assistant has got an assistant assisting role. The problem in France being, the office manager function is not well known still. Um, some assistant uh, are given a lot of new functions. Uh, getting responsibilities and they should go to the management and say now I'm not anymore an assistant I'm an office manager please uh, change my function my title but they don't do it um, and and also on the other way uh, the the office managers sometimes they are asked to do part of their time assistant uh, the assist the role of an assistant so to ass in in very small companies they are also doing like um, schedule meetings, uh, looking at the agenda of the manager, um, preparing uh, detailed uh, travels, etc. And so the roles are mixed, actually. Uh, we like to say sometimes it's better to have two freelances or two person. If you can hire one full person for one full time, you can maybe combine two freelances. And so the roles are really better distributed. You know what I mean? Uh, Office manager, the office manager has got a few tasks and the assistant has got other tasks and everybody's happy, but they don't work full time on the comp in the company. Yeah. And it's and they do they do over here as well. They get very blended and mixed up. And there are so many assistants out there doing what typically to me certainly fall under office management duties. 
and office managers like you say that are doing the assistant mm. duties but it's not necessarily recognized in their title and that might not be a big thing for some people they might be happy with how it is but some people will have EA office manager or PA and office manager but yeah it's not always defined is it and I think people forget that they are two very different jobs that... it's uh yeah and I hear a lot of complaints I I, I that's why my last post actually I I, I wrote it because I, I was a bit uh, sometimes I'm a bit um concerned or tired about everybody complaining but I say be influential, be in, be, in, be influential about your, your job and go in and talk to your management. And if you don't feel like talking to your management, please call me or call somebody to help you to do mentorship, uh, to, to help you in, uh, in you know, uh, taking a conscience of your new, new position or what you've been doing, what, the evolution of your role in the company. And sometimes I've trained someone who said, but as an office manager or as an assistant, I uh, didn't realize that I, I could take some time for me to uh, figure out what I've been doing, uh, what I'm I'm up to, because I thought it was not part of my job. But yes, it's part of your job to take a bit of time to uh, to think about it. Yeah, because we're such doers, especially I think coming well from both roles. So assistants, I've been an assistant like you as well. And you're just a doer, aren't you? Which is why most people who are doers are successful in those roles. But you're quite right there is that point especially when it comes around to like appraisals or annual reviews to stop and look back and make sure you're documenting you know like you say maybe use Clockify or something documenting the things you do that aren't quite the regular things that you you're doing or on your job spec and make sure it's all captured and then consider whether this fits in with the title if you're you know if the title's important to you and whether this mm. is what you want to be doing and you're get, getting the recognition for um I think it's really important so how do you support the profession now as a freelancer in what you're doing? Well, I support the profession because I'm doing a lot of mentorship. I'm speaking a lot of LinkedIn, as you can say. It's complicated because um, on the training side, on the official side in France, government side for the trainings on office manager programs, they don't know where to put it. They, and they're going to put it under the assistant programs. So it's creating a mix. And I have refused to cooperate to some big programs because I didn't want to go on like that because I've been spending years on saying office management is not the same as assistant and now they want me to work on an assistant program. So I, that's how I try to contribute. Also, I'm doing a lot of mentorship. I think I like mentorship because you speak for two hours to somebody and uh, it creates a lot of good results. You don't need 15 hours. You don't need 40 hours. You need just, okay, we take two hours. We... We put everything on the table, we put the emotions a bit aside and we're going on practical issues and what is your job description, what is the situation, how can we find something interesting on this situation? Well, I mean, what is it about the role that makes you, like I know for me what it is in terms mm -hmm. of the passion, because people often say, oh, you're so passionate and you and I wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we weren't, right? You You live and breathe through through your job and like you said you know you you're at work a lot of the time so it's important to ensure that you get something from it and you enjoy it so what is it about the office management profession that for you gives you that passion or, or lights that fire in your belly and, and and you just are so adamant at doing the things that you do and advocating for it and refusing like you say to put it under the assistant mm -hmm. banner and by the way I 100 100% back mm -hmm. you there I would do the same what what do you think it is that's just lit that fire in you with it um i like the responsibilities that go with the function i like that um uh, also the project manager role i like to i'm i'm a real project manager actually that's uh, as you say lighting the fire when i got a new project to handle um, I like the autonomy of the job and also I, I don't like I, when you're an assistant you're really close to one person and for one person or two person whereas for the an office manager you are working for all the team you are, you are talking with all the team sometimes some people don't like it because they are quite over lost because they can't say no but at, at, when you are when you are getting to a good rhythm, then it's very nice. I like to all this cooperation, various interactions. Um, so 
when you get a certain when you get to a, to a certain level of confidence then it's nice because uh, you can say no you can organize plan yeah it's nice yeah and get much more strategic so it's it's that mm -hmm. whole similar to me where you're touching so many different people within an organization you're exposed but you can yes. gain so much value and learning and development if if you are strategic and if you're you know you've got your eyes and the trajectory set for, for achieving results in that role so yeah um, um but you really got to um get um at ease with the role of manager the the word manager in office manager is very important and if you're not uh you don't like it then then don't do it um be happy as an assistant and and it's nice the 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 objective is being happy in your job there's no i mean no nothing else <laughs> so what are your success stories now chloe from your time as an office manager please uh, my success stories um, is to I, I i'm i like the part of financial supervision of the company really i like to save money i like to so i'm happy when a manager says oh if you were not there i would i would be dead or something like that sometimes i hear this because sometimes i've become too they are counting too much on me. So I, I, I had to uh, find the right level in between, <laughs> you know. But uh, still, I like this. Uh, success stories is, um, yeah, saving money, um, making people happy, making uh, the, the manager saying how I, could, uh, I, can't, I couldn't do without you. Uh, I need you. <laughs> it's funny, but uh, I like it um, to help people. We are really people, we are really helping. That's, that's, uh, but sometimes we are helping too much and we can't say no. So that's, uh, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the danger, isn't it? And the balance, yeah. balance between the two. I mean, in terms of, of your career, is there any moment that really stands out for you where you think, yeah, that, that was a really successful piece of work or project or job? because of something in particular is there anything yeah. really poignant that stands out tell us about that um, I've had moments where I, I was really acting as an intermediate between people and um, I was really sometimes I've I, I was facing uh, difficult situations between two two person and I was going into it and try to help and I was happy because that was creating good good uh, effects afterwards so I said okay I one one of the two people were, was coming to me and say, oh, I'm not happy. The other one has done this, the other one, and the other one also. So I said, okay, let's sit around the table, uh, the three of us, and let's discuss. And I will do the, the neutral <laughs> element. And, and I had very good results on this um, because I've managed also a team. In, in part of my career, I was customer service team manager. So um, I like managing also people. Every new relation is a challenge for me. And... Um, so my success stories was also to to manage difficult people, difficult characters. I, I, I've been getting quite, um, I'm trying to find the word in English, but quite, quite um, senior in managing people, <laughs> managing <It's>, uh, managers. <laughs> yes, it's one of the hardest things. And, yes. and it's like that mediator, isn't it? Which is where you've got two people who don't agree and you sit them around a table and you like you say you're on the fence as a mediator just trying to find a resolution um and that happens a lot yeah and and um also i'm happy one of my most recent success stories is i've been entering a company one month ago a month and a half and the the two associates owners they told me you've understand un understood our business in one month you completely it's like you've been for ages in the company and uh, so I was very happy because it's a success story right until now. It's a success story in one month's time or well, a month, month and a half. It's like I've been there forever. So it's a nice compliment. I liked it. Yeah, as you should. It's, it is these things. I think that's the thing. The role isn't always, and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast last year um, in the first season where you don't always get the, the validation, the gratitude, mm -hmm. the appreciation that, that it comes with you know I always say to people you're not going to have people come up to you and say oh thank you so much Hannah for keeping the lights on today in the office and keeping the temperature right you're going to get people typically come to you when there is something wrong um 
And even when you fix that, you don't always get people saying thanks and, and making a point of it. But when you do, especially when you have made headway into a company that's new and they're already seeing the impact and positive results of your work, it's a really solid foundation to, to keep building on for that company. It's a good motivator, but also it's ratifying because you know that you are good at what you do. So I totally, totally get that. I, I had a client that I've just started working with a few weeks ago doing their office move. I've been brought in very last minute. And she said to me, she's the finance director, and she said, I think I'd be having kittens if you weren't here right now, Hannah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like that, And you think this is nice, you know, and again, you, you, you just go in and you make an impact and you just get it done. Um, so yeah, it's, it's brilliant when you get those moments. In season one, towards the end of the season, I talked about strategic partnership and I said that I would share a bit more on this. So how can you do it? Well, the first thing is to think about what you want to achieve here and how much time you can dedicate to this. Why do you want to do it and when can you do it? How you can do it is by asking, like I said in my previous tip, the CEO, your line manager, what's on their radar, what's on their one on their agenda, and where do they want to go over the next few years in order to drive that business forward, in order to supply its customers with whatever service or product it produces, even if it's a charity, you know, there's still a service to be provided within that. How are they looking at doing that? And then how can you align? So it might be a case of taking the business's objectives and thinking about, okay, well, they've got sustainability in there or they've got excellent customer service in there. Just some very simple ones here as examples. And you might think, right, well, I need to make sure that I'm providing excellent customer service to align to that. So how can I do that? How can I influence that within my role? Is there anything else I can do to make that not just in terms of the communication that you're having clearly here, but also in terms of the systems and tools and things that you're using to make it smoother for your staff to have that excellent customer service from you. But also then the sustainability point, which I think is a really obvious one for people in our office management roles, to make sure that we are being more sustainable and then aligning to the business's missions in doing that. Can you put your hand up and get involved in or in anything else? Or can you um, delegate things to your team and ensure that they're aligning to your objectives and really turn all of that, you know, ready for your appraisals into things that actually have more value and mean more to the business rather than I'll do this this year and I'll do that. It's trying to get a little bit more clever about it, to be strategic and think, how can I properly support this business in everything I have the capacity to do within the remit of my role? The when here is really important because if you don't have the time to read, you know, a little bit of industry news on what's happening within the specific sector of your business and understand, you know, if your company sends newsletters or does town halls, really do listen and read some of those things. Maybe it's just 15 minutes a month that you carve out to do that and then ask questions or talk about it again with your line manager or the seniors. Knock on those doors and say, I want to help be more strategic. How can I do that? It's such an empowering and impressive thing to do to get yourself at the table, to make sure your objectives actually mean something, have meaning and value each year as well. So now, Chloe, can you please share something from your office manager diary for the office manager diaries podcast or as we call it, a you won't believe it, but moment. So that's the that, that's the difficult part for me, actually, because there's the day-to-day thing, like you try to clean the coffee machine and you break it down, like, uh, you know, that's that kind of stuff happened to me recently. Just, oh, just yeah, tell us about that. The company. <laughs> well, I was just, I had just arrived in the company for, uh, for a client uh, one week. And so I said, okay, uh, I, I was asked to to clean the coffee machine, which which is quite a complicated coffee machine. So I had a quite complicated note, note, um, five pages to clean the coffee machine, like, you know, this button and then this button and this and this. And okay, I was right at the end, 40 minutes cleaning the machine, everything was okay. And then suddenly a message like, you cannot use the coffee machine, there's a problem. I say, ooh, I've just arrived in the company and I've broken the coffee machine. (laughs) Um, But... Um, I'm very lucky because they are really 
not the type of people uh, sh shouting on you and not the type of, uh, you know, it's it's in the business of um, HR. So HR and risks relating to HR. Uh, so they are, they are also keen on, on the well-being of their employees. employees. So um, I was happy and nice. And they know that I've tried to sort the thing as quickly as possible. And, and in a couple of days, the, the coffee machine was repaired. Um, so... They, they appreciated that I really didn't panic and uh, I'm, I'm really solution oriented. And uh, that's also one of my uh, part of my success stories, because I'm people say that you've always got a solution when there's a problem. There's a, you don't lose any time trying to work out something. Did you figure out what made it pop and go go bang the coffee machine and and or was yeah, it just yeah. going to happen anyway? No, no, I know what exactly what, because I was doing the things too fast, as usual. I'm a doer, so I'm doing things too fast. And I, I got some little contact thing wet, which, uh, which and, and they sent me a thing saying, okay, we send you a tutorial, a video, and you can, uh, uh, you know, I had to, to take a screwdriver and to break something in the machine to clean it. I said, no, I don't touch it anymore. Uh, bring me somebody uh, because I will not touch it anymore. And yeah. but this time, um, I mean, this week I had to clean it again on on the fast program, and I was much more cool. And I say, okay, no, now I'm not doing going to do this again. I I took time to do every stage, you know. Um, so we learn of everything we learn. <laughs> that coffee machine sounds incredibly sensitive. Yeah. yeah incredibly sensitive yeah and they don't have they don't have assistance so when you've got a big problem you need to go to the post office with the coffee machine in a box they send the box and you send it to the to uh i don't know a part of, of france which is far away from paris so because they try to sell you programs where you buy the coffee when you where you buy the maintenance of the machine but it's too much i don't want to pay 200 euro per month to maintain a coffee machine it's completely has no sense so but we try to cope with with what's in the office already I don't want to change everything straight away so I'm going on yeah you're navigating I love that I mean I I, I must confess a I don't drink coffee so I try and steer away from the machines as it is but every time you know we've had the Nespresso machines and the DeLonghi's and yes, yes. all sorts of different machines in my time and every single time that descale function comes up where you have to yes. put, put the descalent solution in and give it a good old clean I'm either like right cleaning team come and learn how to use it I mean I I, I knew how to do it but I would just learn mm -hmm. and then immediately pass that knowledge on to somebody else to do it because it was just one of my tasks that I will avoid like the plague mm -hmm. I did never didn't ever want to to do the coffee machine cleaning cycle because it was a nightmare now now you've given me even more reason to never do it again so <laughs> but sometimes you know when you're starting you do you you think am I doing it or am I not doing it because sometimes it's more risky to do something so sometimes you say okay no no I won't do it now for 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 this new mission this new client uh, I'm you know before I was always okay to do everything to take a lot of risks and to but now I'm thinking about it before, you know, I sleep on it. Uh, when I did the emotional intelligence tests, for me, the first uh, conclusion was sleep on it. Don't don't react uh, directly. Uh, read your emails twice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a very good advice. I'm very, I'm, I'm much happier since I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, it is a good night's sleep changes perspective sometimes, doesn't it? So it's very important. So you've mentioned, obviously, you are over in France, specifically in Paris. So do you think there are any key differences between office manager roles out there in France versus here in the UK or even the rest of the world? And if so, what are they? What are the ones that you've perhaps observed so far? I must say, uh, I don't really know exactly the role of the office manager abroad. So I, I don't have a really um, uh, good opinion on that, actually. Actually, I'm, I'm really specialized in France. I know in Belgium because I'm Belgian, so I know a bit how it's going on in Belgium. It's still roughly the same. 
but still, even in, in France, in Paris, we speak about office manager, but as you go out of Paris, the, the word office manager loses its, loses its meaning and they don't know about it, especially except in the big cities where you've got a few office managers, but otherwise it's still not really famous. So no, I'm sorry, I, I don't really, I would be happy to know about it, but I'm, I, I don't have much to say about it on this. Um, I think, as you say, the main thing is probably just the lack of recognition of the role and yes. the significance of it, perhaps, because it certainly was like that some years ago. And it's it's come up and it's, you know, the role is certainly grown in popularity and again, in value and recognition and the number of businesses now saying, oh, we don't need just an assistant. We need an assistant and an office manager if that's a combined role or separate roles and yeah, so I think that's the main thing that's changed that perhaps France is still just catching up with um, over there. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if the role is, if in France, the role is very different when the company is growing. Mm. When you got uh, an HR manager coming in, when you got a financial manager coming in, then the office manager is, is, is roughly becoming an assistant to all these uh, different man management managers. And... Um, and that's why also we've we've created this role uh, REF. We were talking about financial manager. This this person is managing, but not anymore doing, um, because the role of office manager was not really clearly understood anymore. So they sometimes it's easier to create new function, new titles than to work out on an existing role. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think here it would depend because I've always said that the size and the sector and the location of the company will drive the responsibilities of that role yes. as the office manager. Yeah. So if a company is yeah. growing and they split the HR piece out and they split the finance piece out, I would imagine that there's the growth in terms of the facilities management side and the reception side and the day-to-day -day supplier and service provider side would grow. So that's how it would evolve. And then maybe they become the manager of assistants that are hired and so on. That's typically how they evolve with roles that grow over here but it, it really varies company to company so yeah it's interesting isn't it so what is it like working in Paris describe a day in the life in Paris for me and working there I, I said to you before we started um, recording because I go through the questions with the guests before we go live that I imagine like you said it's like Emily in Paris there's beautiful flowers everywhere in these pretty French streets and all this and you know but what is it like there in terms of the day-to-day -day working but also cultures and navigating that role in in Paris specifically? Well it depends it depends first on the place where you're working. Uh, Paris is big and also if you work on Champs-Élysées or on uh, Rivoli or nice places it's okay it's nice especially in Christmas time because you've got a lot of decoration but if you work in other places in Paris or, or around Paris or in in La Défense, it's not so nice. Um, a lot of people now uh, in France are happy to have home office for two days out of five in a week, sometimes three days out of five. It's a big question on the office management side, by the way, uh, because a lot of people say office manager has to be in the office all the time. But on the other way, on the other side, uh, to do deep work is nice at home because you're not disturbed. Um, but Paris is, uh, we've got the transport problem in Paris. I don't know if it's the same in, in big companies in England, but Paris. So you got to leave early if you live outside Paris, because even inside Paris, I don't know how it's going to be with the Olympic Games, but I'm sure it's going to be a mess because already now, if you show in peak, at peak times, um, the metro uh, is really uh, full up. Um, so I don't know how they're going to do it. And so you got to do special to leave early, etc. And, and if you, your company allows it, it's very nice. Paris is becoming, unfortunately, a bit dirty, a bit... Uh, since after the corona, the COVID period, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of, of um, I will not say mental distress, but still... Uh, we feel it. I feel it when I walk around. I feel it. It's a, it's it's been difficult for a lot of people. So if you're going into the metro, if you're going around, you you can feel it. So that's why I don't like anymore. I can I can say I, I will tell you this this summer I didn't go to Paris. I worked at home for all the month of July and August. And when I went back to Paris, 
going out of the metro uh, in the center of Paris, I was like stuck with all the cars going around and all the life around. And I was going, ooh, I know why I'm not coming back to Paris too much because uh, it's too much uh, activity for me. And also because they are, they've got the new, this um, Paris, uh, May, I don't know how you call it in England, but uh, um, now it's difficult because with all the bicycles around, uh, new policy for the cars, for, for when you've got a car in Paris, so it's a bit stressful. You've got to take care of everything. You have to take care of the bicycles, of the electric cars you don't hear. So I think for me, it's getting a bit stressful to, to work in Paris, actually, personally. <laughs> makes me think of um, Holland a little bit and specifically Amsterdam. And just, I don't know if you've ever been, but trying to to navigate around that walking around the streets because you've got bikes everywhere. You've got their trams. Not so many cars, but there are still cars in a lot of parts of it. And yeah. it is quite stressful. You have to be very, very on it when you're crossing roads and moving around Amsterdam. So it's probably a bit like that, is it? And in terms of cultures in office environments, you've talked about this HR client that you've got. What it was, what was it like, sorry, back when you were working as an office manager in, you know, full-time permanent before you set up freelancing? What were cultures like then compared to perhaps what they're like now over there? Today, uh, I would say uh, comfort is important. Comfort is important for people. So we cannot ask them uh, too much thing. They are, they are bit of their comfort zone is, has gotten lower. Uh, before I, I I was young, I mean I was young, so but I was working a lot. I was not counting my time. I was really, I could accept a lot of things. Now people, I I feel that we don't accept much thing as before. In France, we've got a problem because we've got a lot of. Um, it's difficult to hire people. It's difficult to find the good people. It's difficult to keep people in the companies. They are like switchers. They they like to switch. They like to try new things. And if they're not happy, they are leaving. So um, so this is an important subject in France nowadays. Yeah, yeah. employee well-being, same, same as here. And yeah, I think employees have got much more particular and employers are struggling to keep up with the demand sometimes, aren't they? So you're finding the same. And we've got... Uh, we've got an increase of difficult situations of also in France we've got a really really increase since the, the COVID period of uh, problems you know like um, back problems shoulder problems you know all these problems of uh, um, stress problems you know related to stress we call it uh, in French I don't know it's, you know psychological and so social risks at work and uh, there's been a dramatic increase of and, and work meaning of work is, is getting uh, really different there's a problem on the meaning of work a, a really a, a real question it's interesting isn't it what what covid did and what technology's done working from home because there's the flip side isn't there too much working from home is probably bad on your sociological and physiological state because you're sitting in dining chairs and not proper equipment and not getting out into the sun but then getting into you know especially if you say it's that stressful getting into paris there's other stresses there it's 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 a really hard state um at the moment so let's finish on this one then where do you think the office manager role is heading and what is in the future for this profession um i i hope that the role is uh really really going to be clearer clearer and clearer um we in france we've got a lot of voices uh, i'm not alone that's really good because there are a lot of people also writing on this and trying best to promote the role. So uh, I, I would uh, I would be happy if we could find a new way of communicating on the on the position. I'm not really happy of how we are com communicating now because we are a lot of uh, we are complaining. I like positive communication. I like saying what's what's making me happy in my job. What's making me uh, uh, like I want to wake up in the morning and go to work. And that's what I now I think my my trainings actually what makes you happy in your day um, because sometimes it's easy to complain and to but but not easy to say yeah I'm happy with this so hope yeah I, I would really like that um, going on communicating like this debate assistant or office manager um, hope this is going to get clearer and um, but it's not easy I reckon 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think, like I say, the, the role has come up a lot, but there's still some more work to do. I mean, there's an article that I was invited to. Um, it's one of these LinkedIn things where they say, collaborate and add your comments and thoughts on this article. And I get it quite a lot. And I never have done them before, but this one was specifically on office management. And a lot of people were writing in there that when you're a manager, when you're an office manager, you have to learn how to manage people. Um, but it was, it, but they were all talking about people management. And that just showed to me that a lot of the people that answered that article actually still don't know what this meant by office manager because they were only talking about leadership and managing people. They weren't talking about environment, health and safety, the premises, like you say, the finance, the procurement elements, you know, toilets and all this kind of stuff that we have to deal with in these roles, coffee machines. Um, so I think even just seeing those articles and those responses, people don't know what it is and it's still got a fair way to go. But um, yeah, well, I'm I'm very hopeful that there's a lot of work to do, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're on a we're on a mission and a, a similar trajectory to try and try and get it out there. So yes, exactly. So I really hope that in the future we can bring the office management group and the platform and things that we've got that have seen great success here in the UK and in London, especially to Paris. So I'd love to keep in touch, Chloe, and, and hopefully we can collaborate more in the future and drive the positivities in the profession together. So yeah <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest on the office manager diaries for the start of our second season it's been great to chat to you and get to know you a bit better i hope you understood what i was saying yeah i've worked for a long time with the, with the uk group and i was used to speaking english all day long but it's a long time since i haven't been speaking english like this so <laughs> yeah the pressure no it's been perfect thank you whoa 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 don't leave us just yet listener I want to share with you a quick reminder, if you don't know about this, then you absolutely need to have a look into it. And if you do know about them already, it is time to put yourself out there. The Office Management Awards are back for 2024 and we need your help. You can nominate anybody in your company globally for an office management award and if you are the office manager or responsible for office management within your business put yourself forward and enter for an award there are 10 categories to choose from ranging from office manager of the year to international office manager of the year hybrid office manager so for those who are in perhaps an assistant and office management role or an HR and office management role there's culture champion of the year sustainability champion project of the year there are loads to choose from and you can enter for up to two awards this year if you're nominating, there's also the option to nominate your favorite service provider and or suppliers. And we really, really do need your help in saying thank you to the businesses that help you run your business. So now is your time. Go ahead, drop over to our website, www.theofficemanagementgroup.com forward slash the hyphen awards. That's theofficemanagementgroup.com forward slash the hyphen awards entries and nominations must be received by sunday the 10th of march at midnight uk good luck